Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of Ice Hockey Kings podcast. Uh, let's uh, before we get going, let's say hello. It's been a while. It's good to be back, Sammy. How are we? I'm good, brother. I mean, we haven't talked in a while on the podcast platform, but uh, it's good to be back. I mean, we had a little uh, two weeks sabbatical where, you know, life happens. You know, we it's hard to find time during the day and record a podcast. And uh, I just, mm-hmm. I'm really happy we get to talk to each other again. Yeah, that and, and that and the fact that we get to talk hockey, man. I mean, oh, ever yeah. since, uh, ever since, you know, I, I stopped playing and uh, we, we finished our season, I've missed hockey so much, man. And I'm just, I'm happy I get to take this time and talk to the, some talk to the boys about hockey. It's just, it just makes me so happy to be a part of it. Um, and it's just, you know, hockey is one of those things that I never can get tired of talking about. Like every oh, chance yeah. I get, the best. like I try my best to, you know, um, to bring up hockey any chance I get because it's been my life for so long and that's all we know. Super, yeah, exactly. That's all we know. It, it's, it's a, it's a major part of making me who I've become and I, I love it and it's good to be back. Um, but uh, let, let's jump right in, brother. I'm, I'm fired up about this episode and a uh, lot, of, lot of interesting things going on around, around the world. Uh, COVID is kind of uh, coming back with a vengeance and, you know, it, it's tough and a lot of things are changing all the time. And, but uh, let's get into it. Here we go. I mean, first thing I want to talk about before we get into that serious stuff is, ooh, baby, Matt got back to Boston, baby. Yeah, boys, I got, I got to come back and enjoy some absolutely gorgeous weather. It was 60, 65. Literally. Uh, the whole time I was there. Mother know? Nature was like, yo, he's about to have a great weekend in Boston. I was just like, you were gone. It was it was snowing. You came a week for a week, and it was 75 every day. I was like. I know. I know. Literally, I think I think I saw something on the news. It like. The, the all the cold weather went to California and all the warm weather went to Boston. It was kind of crazy. It was a good man. trade. It was a one it, for one it, trade. It one for one trade, and, and I I, uh, I like to think that I uh, I brought the good weather with me, but oh, yeah. uh, we all know that's not true. <laughs> good, vibe, good vibes only, baby. Exactly, man. But you know, you, you know, Boston is just such a gorgeous area, and I yeah, I've been there for I was there for eight years of my life, and it's just been huge part of of who i've become you know it, it's just one of those places that really you can call home after being there for so long yeah you know? boston's just such a great city i mean new england in general it's just very uh very homey mm-hmm. you know you can get used Absolutely. to it for sure and i i do, like uh being from montreal like coming to boston's like a like a nice trip you know what i'm saying like it's a very nice tourist city and it's similar to Montreal where it's kind of a, I don't want to say European, but it has like a vibe where it's a lot of diversity and it's, you just love to see that. And it's very, uh, there's so much, there's so many things you could do in Boston. You, you go to Boston downtown or you can go see a Red Sox game. You know, you can go see a uh, Bruins game, Celtics game, or you're like, you know what? I want to go to the Cape this weekend. Like it's right down. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. A lot of beautiful areas and mm-hmm. I've, I've fallen in love with it and, yeah, man, it's just it's it was good to be back, and you know, uh, glad to be back at work as well. You know, I. Uh, What's the biggest thing you missed it? Missed it about Boston? Sorry. Biggest thing I miss about Boston, honestly, I miss all four seasons. Being able to see all four seasons, California doesn't really have that. It has, yeah, the Leafs ball, but nothing really changes besides the fact that the weather gets a little bit cooler. That's about yeah. it. I feel like California is a bubble where like you guys are just given so much nice weather and then you go up to Oregon or like even Vancouver, Canada, and you just got rain all the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. It, it's wild, man. It's like the pocket I live in, like hardly ever gets cold. Yeah. That's sign me up, play some golf. Yeah. Exa- that's what I'm saying, bro. Like I, I really got to get on the links. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right, brother. Now, yeah. Big topic. It's November. It looks like you're rocking a pretty sweet lip sweater. Oh, baby. How do you feel about it? What are you thinking? My girlfriend hates the mustache, but you got to do it for the boys. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it was a cool thing for us to do. I mean, like, just raise some money for uh, 
for men's health and uh, for prostate cancer and um, testicular cancer and also uh, uh, men's suicide. And uh, I mean, it's a, it's one of those things where it's uh, very close to my heart and close to like for you as well. It, you can, you can say uh, later, but it just, we're affected by it. And also with like, we, we know friends that are going through uh, some hard hardships and especially now during uh, COVID it's kind of, it's not as easy to talk to somebody about a specific issue or if you're depressed, but uh, I mean, testicular cancer and prostate cancer. I mean, that's, that's something that's very common. I, my grandfather had prostate cancer. So it's something that uh, definitely uh, impacted me growing up. So anything we can do to so give this, our, do our part. You, this one for you really kind of hits home then. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know, I know you uh, <clears throat> made a link. Uh, we'd love to have uh, everyone donate. Uh, we'd love to raise some more money for it. Um, I think it's a great cause. And uh, it, uh Again, Sam, Sam kind of hit the nail on the head. It's not really talked about. It's one of those things that's not very comfortable to talk about. Um, but at the same time, it needs to be talked about because it, it can't just be swept under the rug. It's, rug. It's, no, uh, it's no easy thing to go through, especially, um, especially when men are kind of looked at as people who don't really talk about what's going on. I think it's super important to have that conversation. 100%. Like uh, as men, we probably think we're uh, tough and try to – rub it off, brush it off and say, no, nothing's wrong, but you got to be careful um, and be vigilant and do the right um, precautions to, to stay safe. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, yeah, man, it's talk about it. You know, it's, it's super important, especially with mental health. And like we were talking about uh, COVID is, is uh, definitely coming back. They're talking about another four to six week nationwide lockdown. So yeah. um, it, be sure if you're having any issues, talk to someone, talk to us. Gosh, we're always here. Yeah. Um, feel free to reach out. We're more than happy to, to talk with you and talk you through things. If you need any help or just want a friend to talk to, we're here, you know? Yeah. We love talking to the boys and, and the girls on, on, on our fans, you know, we, we don't mind. Like if you have any like kind of issue, you definitely DM us on, on uh, Instagram. We love to talk to you guys. You know, we're, 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 we're talkable people. Like we, we like to talk about talk hockey, like, and um, we also like to support anybody that's going through a tough time. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that brings us to our, uh, our new sponsor, everyone. We got a new sponsor, our first one. So uh, Sammy, go ahead, brother. All right, uh, I'm really I'm really pumped to talk about this. Uh, so our first guest of uh, of Ice King's uh, history was Zach Herman, and we talked briefly about his uh, his sick uh, apparel brand called ETR Outfitters. So we've had the opportunity to join forces with ETR and get a sponsorship uh, put in place. So we're super pumped. Um, yeah, so for now on, our podcast will be sponsored by ETR Outfitters. I mean, we want you to go follow them on Instagram. Their apparel is so sick. Like, I remember when uh, Zach first came out with the designs, it was just like, wow. And it's for all those uh, those players that are either grinding in juniors or trying to make their way in college hockey or anything in, in between. And they're just going through that grind. And uh, they're, they're almost too focused on the – the destination but they got to enjoy the journey and the whole purpose around this brand is to enjoy the ride because you know one day the ride's gonna be done and you're gonna be like damn i should appreciate those moments while i could so i mean this brand is all centered around that and hockey and just living the lifestyle and just enjoying every moment and oh, we're so pumped to get the, get this I'm, i'll try to include some uh content right here mm -hmm. for the instagram Yep, absolutely. Editing, boom. You see that? That's the shirt that you're going to see. That's our producer, folks. That oh, is yeah, baby. Easter. Here's a sweatshirt that you need to get. The flags. Dude, they got everything. They got the flags, the t-shirts, sweatshirts, sweatpants. I mean, their sweatshirts. Hats. You were talking about the grind. How about how about the chill time? I mean, their sweatshirts are mad nice. Like They're comfortable. Mm -hmm. they're, they're ergonomic. You can move around in them. You can work out just depending on how you're feeling. And again, you could take it. You could take a nap. You could sleep in it. You could chill on the couch in it. Yeah, they got um, it all, man. It's it's sick gear. And if you're following this podcast, you got to go follow them on Instagram. And uh, absolutely. Hopefully, Just, in the uh, future, so we'll grateful. get some. 
so grateful for Zach and uh, the fact that he's able to sponsor our podcast. That means a lot to us. We really appreciate yeah. it, Zach. Thank yeah, you. and we're going to try to get that discount code uh, soon, maybe in the upcoming episodes. But uh, love to see you guys follow them, give them some love on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, go get some of their gear. It's unreal. I got – I'm not wearing it today, but, like, I think I have, like, seven hoodies. <laughs> Yeah, that's what's up. Hoodies are the way to go, man. Oh, yeah. All right. Now, speaking in times of uh, – we were talking about COVID a little earlier. A lot of things changing. Uh, RIT has now canceled their season officially, along with the SUNYAC, as well as we've just learned, the Ivy League. I mean, the, with the – We just, the had, we just had Andrew on, on, on the pod talk about his season, did. how he was pumped. It's just – it's it's heartbreaking to hear that RIT of all all the teams in Atlantic Hockey are canceling. So it's kind of tough. Yeah, I mean it, it's definitely tough, and I mean I feel for those seniors, especially who are losing their final season. I mean, we I hope the hope nothing but the best for them, and the fact <clears throat> hopefully they can they can make something of what's going on. Mm-hmm. They can get to that next level if they're looking to do that, even without a senior season. Yeah. Um, but but I, I I honestly I believe. As much as I hate to say this, that since the Ivy League is, has canceled their season, like I, I don't see any other of the college. Uh, You're absolutely like, right. Divisions going forward. I mean, they, the, the Ivy League is some of the smartest people out there, you know, and they're making a call to protect the, their students. I, I don't see why every other league wouldn't follow suit. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I, I, from what I've heard personally is that the Ivy League sets the tone for any kind mm-hmm. of repercussions when it comes to COVID, especially. And when Harvard says, you know what, we're closing all that sports, I mean, you should probably be listening to them probably a bit, them. you know. Yeah. We, we saw early in the season, uh, I think it was in uh, – it had to be during the summer, I think, that uh, mm-hmm. Boyden from the NESCAC uh, said, you know what, we're not even, even going to entertain the idea. We're canceling the season. And they'd even, like, give it a chance. So – there, there's a lot of teams that are trying to be safe about it. And you know, at, the, at that point, like if there's places that are getting, uh, are in a red zone, you just got to, you got to be safe and do the right, uh, do the right thing. Just, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. tough. Wait, we're wait, hockey players. We're the ones that, that, you know, where, if, if you want to, if you want to get back to a sense of normalcy, I mean, wear your masks, wash your hands, do the hand sanitizer deal. Be smart. That that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. Just being smart and, and and making the good decisions. You know, all hockey players are pretty prone to making the right decisions. And as, as much as we don't want to, we do. Um, but that, that's just that's just the hockey player mentality. For me, following. I'll I'll compare it to like a, a workout. Those six a.m. workouts you hate to do them, but after they're done and you did the work and it's in a pay, it's in a paid dividends. And you know what? You're not, you're not going to regret it. You're going to be like, okay, this was worth it. And I feel like this period of time, if we do the right thing, it'll be like a good workout. It was worth it. Okay. Now we can live normal. Okay. That six, that six weeks of pain was worth it because now we're, we're fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, again, boys and girls out there, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a weird time we're living in and it's just, it's tough, and the fact that everyone's really canceling their seasons, I feel terrible about it. But uh, it's for everyone's safety, and I understand why they're doing it. It's just tough to tough to hear it. Yeah, I'm sure people that are listening to this are probably fed up with hearing about COVID, COVID, COVID. We've been this whole podcast. I think we can call it the Ice Kings COVID podcast because we've been Absolutely. talking about it so much. Because that's all it's, our life is that's about all now. That's going on right now. That's all there really is. I mean. The, the NHL itself is looking to figure out a way so they, they can they can have a season still. Like, yeah, they, they haven't even said anything. Like, they haven't released any official statements saying, you know what, this is what we're doing. Nothing has been released yet. So, I, I, mean, I don't even think they, they know because as of right now, I think the NHL is supposed to start in February. Mm-hmm. From last time I heard, that's February, quote-unquote. Quote-unquote, tentatively February. And that, I think that's – I think that's – Upon the approval of the NHLPA, I might be wrong. I might they might have agreed on it, but even at that, like, do you Things think are changing always? Yeah, you never know. Everything is up in the air right now. So, well, exactly. If you have uh, Biden that gets elected and he implements a six-week quarantine, that's going to directly impact the hockey. I agree. 
So I agree. When has he got going off? Is January, right? It's all, yeah, how's it work? January 15th, I believe. Okay, so that's the thing. So January, let's say, let's say the week after he gets, <laughs> he gets in there, February is right around the corner. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that'll directly impact <clears throat> it for sure. But uh, let's stay away from the pol- political talk. This is yeah. hockey talk here. Yeah. Um, on, a, on a bright note, which is absolutely incredible for the state of Arizona and Arizona State as a whole, I mean, dude, they're building a – unbelievable facility down there i mean arizona is already a sick place to be especially if you're a hockey player but the fact that they're now getting a brand new rink is just absolutely bananas and it looks like the the schematics for it and the oh, pictures we've all seen are it just- is disgusting like already if you're like the selling point you're going to asu yeah you go to practice and uh flip-flops and shorts you you, you got me you, you sold me right there but then you're like wait there's more we're getting a new five thousand seat multi-purpose arena yeah like you can't beat that take my money let's like go. they're gonna get there they already get some pretty disgusting players like they're gonna get even more because of that <clears throat> well I, the, the whole thing with the, the so the first year they were like um in the, in the independent division, and I think they played against a couple of Division Two teams. I think they played against SNU, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, they did. Yep, yeah. SNU flew so, out to Arizona and played them. Yeah, yeah. So they had that one season where it was independent, and like they might have not got the best players, but I think it was either last year or this year they did a completely new squad. Like anybody who was on the team before, cut. Yep. So, like you said, I think it's because they got the anticipation of getting a new rank. Mm-hmm. Being able to recruit better because, like, the rink they were in beforehand was by no means a Division One rink. It was an ACHA rink at best. It was like, it was like some. Uh, it looked like some mass uh, mass public rink. They they, they they look terrible. But I digress. Now they're getting this new rink and they're buzzing. Like this rink to be five thousand seats. I'm telling you, it's gonna be full. Like, you have to be right on right rink? on campus. How much are they spending on that rink? Um, right, right yeah, here, it's tell me, uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> a total budget of $115 million. Oh my gosh. So when people tell me, yeah. Talk about uh, a hell of an arena. Oh my so goodness. I'm thinking like, how can they pay this during COVID, right? We talk about COVID, people, schools losing money. They're like, you know what? Bet we got 115 in the bank. Let's spend on a hockey rink in Arizona. 115 sheets for yeah. a new ring. So you got to know that they're they're going to fill And they're doing a complete landscape outside too from what I've seen. It's yeah. going to look like, it's actually going to look like a legitimate NHL stadium. Literally. Like they'll probably they'll probably get more fans than the Florida Panthers. <laughs> no hate, no hate. If the Florida Panthers want me to play for them, I'll play, but I, no hate. <laughs> oh, Sam. Your fan base is non-existent. Yeah. Oh, should we tell the the fans about my plan to buy the Florida Panthers, or that's for yeah, another day? Yeah, let's let's fill them in on this on this unbelievable plan of yours. That all right? It's kind of bananas. Here, to me here's now. a little inside scoop. If you ever hear me of me winning the the Powerball, this is how I'd spend my money. So, so the Powerball is generally what one billion dollars. So if you go to the Florida Panthers and see how much I they're valued, one billion. I'd say like three hundred and fifty million, realistically. Billion, 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 billion. Billion, not million. Oh, okay. All right, go ahead. Go I'm ahead. saying if I win the Powerball, it's one billion, right? All right. Yep. Go ahead. So let's say after taxes, it's seven hundred million. All right. Of that yep. seven hundred yep. million, I'm spending a hundred and twenty-two million on the Florida Panthers. And guess who's on your new first line? Barkov, <laughs> Sam Gagnon, and Mike Hoffman. That's it. And uh, guess who's getting tap-in goals? That's me. So, and then uh, if my friends from Franklin Pierce are still looking for a place to play, I might hook them up. Maybe the minors, but I'm I'm on the first line of the Florida Panthers. I don't care. I don't it's anybody can say, Oh, you're buying your way to the NHL. I'm like, Yeah, I won the lottery, so it's my choice. I can so, do whatever I want. <laughs> I do exactly I do exactly whatever I want. So oh, if you guys ever hear about a scrub that buys his own NHL team, that's probably gonna be me. <laughs> oh, Sam, you are just full of unbelievable ideas, my man. I mean, look at I mean, look at this. Look at this idea. This idea came together, and look at us now. <laughs> Who would have thought? This, this is just one of Sam's many great ideas. Yes, yes. Yeah, you oh, speaking write of it right on the board. Speaking of great ideas, 
not the OHL has oh, banned hitting for the season. What what kind of joke is that? It, like, oh, come how do you on. evaluate? Matt, think about as if you're an NHL scout. How do you evaluate a player that's playing in a league that's not contact? I I don't I understand that the game is is now more skill than it is contact, but at the same time, you you have to have it. It's gonna happen unintentionally. You can't prevent it. Let's. It's like it's it's like if you dropped me in the OHL right now with no hitting, I'd be unbelievable. I, I mean, exact, I wouldn't make, I mean, but like, you know what I'm saying? If, let's say I, was, I would be a shitty player with contact, mm. put me in there with no contact, and I'm looking like an all-star. I mean, I, I, I just don't understand how these, these kids in the OHL, I get they're nasty and they have unbelievable skill, but like, think of it like this. You go from a league that is non-contact, and then you get drafted to an NHL organization, go into training camp, you're going to get absolutely lit the fuck up. I think it's going to do terrible things to the development for sure. I like agree. Number one. 100%. Number one. Like, imagine going a year without playing with contact and try to adjust back to playing with contact. I think it's going to be crazy. Oh. But I think it's, it's gonna not going to stick. It's going to create bad habits. I think it's not going to stick. I think they're going to hit, but they're just not going to call it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to say, mm-hmm. officially, there's no hitting. But mm-hmm. if somebody hits and the ref doesn't call it, well, tough shit. Well, then, yeah, that's how it goes. Okay. I mean, I get that. But at the same time, like, are our, our, our health officials going to be at games? Like, oh, there's one hit. There's another hit. Yeah, oh, they're going to write it down. down and say, okay, um, London Knights, uh, you guys owe us uh, 2500 bucks in fines for hitting every game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they'll count every hit and they'll say, okay, that's a fine. Like, I don't know. That's a fine. Every single hit's a fine. Like these these OHL teams are are gonna are gonna run out of money, dude. They're gonna be they're gonna they're gonna fold because of this. If that's what they're gonna do, who knows? I mean, <laughs> right now they're probably having no fans because it's in Canada, right? So yep. they're they're probably not even allowed to have any fans at all. So they're already making no money. So I'm just thinking, like, how is, it's gonna be a shit show because I just know, like. It's supposed to be starting soon, isn't it not? Or is it? I believe so. Yeah. So I believe it's supposed to be starting soon. But I mean, I don't think this. Honestly, yes, COVID's an issue, but banning hitting, I don't think that's the way you prevent it. Like that really. It's in like so many other things they could have done. So if they're getting tested daily, okay, and they're not having, they don't have COVID. So okay, yeah. So I, it's. It's like they, the NHL, they had a bubble. Nobody tested positive because mm-hmm. they had a bubble and they had hitting. Mm-hmm. So I, the, yep. if, if the teams are implementing, I don't want to say a 14-day quarantine, but they're c- kind of like qu- quarantining already at their billet house and not going anywhere, doing extracurricular mm-hmm. activities, then there's no problem. But at the end of the day, it's like it's hitting won't change the fact that if somebody has COVID at the hockey game, you're going to get it. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah, next to them absolutely. in the, sh- at the, at the draw, you're side by side. You're telling me that's not the same thing as if you took two seconds and just hit him. So yeah, you're exactly. the I, same distance. It's not six feet apart. It's like saying you have to play hockey, but you have to play six feet apart. It's like, okay. What are you going to do? Rip passes, cross ice the entire game? It wouldn't yeah, be a that's... difference for me because I don't play defense, but still, like, he... <laughs> at, one, I, at, some point, at some point, they're going to draw a line. <laughs> it's like a... I just think it's very, it's, it's very silly that, they, that they're banning hitting. I just think it, they could have done it so many other ways, but yeah. just the fact that they're banning hitting is just such a fucking joke, especially in the sport of hockey, man. Like, you can't just take that out. <clears throat> Remember I mean, the debate about them taking out fighting? Yeah, like that's gonna fucking happen. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, well, I would say I, I'd see. I, I, if you had asked me last year, I would say I'd see fighting go away before hit, uh, before hitting. Yeah, and then uh, now look at it. Hitting's gone before. Yeah, fighting. it was. Yeah, it's. Crazy. I'm about flipping the script. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, all right. Well, that's enough shitting on the OHL for banning hitting. Yeah. Um. I. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh. That. Let's talk a little bit about how Mass. Uh. Closed down their their ranks for for two weeks. Um. Mandatory two week shutdown due to some outbreaks. Uh. The ranks are now open. 
uh, for all the hockey players in Massachusetts. I bet all the boys and girls out there who are uh, attending those rinks are fired up to get back into it. Uh, let's just hope it lasts for a little bit and uh, the rinks don't close down and everyone stays safe. You know, I mean, well, with hockey, so I've heard they're, they're wearing masks and stuff during well, the practice. I have mixed feelings about this because when I was in Worcester training every, every day in, in the summer for mm-hmm. my upcoming pro uh, season, they were so good with all these regulations. Like you would, if you would have saw, saw it, you would have been like, this is top notch. Like everywhere you, you were in the, the building, there was a hand sanitizing machine close by to, to wash your hands or just disinfect them everywhere. You can't go without masks. There's a restaurant next door, but they also had a strict mask policy and it was like everybody was six feet apart. They were very respectful of that. And like, if you're coming into the rink, you got to sign a waiver before even touching the ice. So you, you knew they had, they had their shit together and they were constantly on people to make sure they were being respectful and do, uh, doing the CDC guidelines. Like they, there were so many posters of the CDC guidelines. So like at one point I could literally tell you every CDC guideline because I was there. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah. so it, but uh, it was just tough because uh, that rink is hosting like three uh, division three teams. So when they got shut down, those three teams can't skate anymore. So it was just, it was a huge um, disappointment for all these teams that were right, getting right into practicing and getting a uh, rhythm of things. And now boom. Massive setback truly. Yeah. You get, you get into a flow of things and then you have to sit out for two <clears throat> weeks. Like, that'll drive you mad. Well, that's, that's, I'm going nuts for now because this is the, like this week is like the first week that it came back. I was skating almost every day in Worcester and now it's like, Oh, okay. You can't skate for three weeks. So all that, progress i made i lost it yeah from on the ice like i'm obviously doing off ice stuff we talked about the bike and, and stuff like that and and lifts and at my gym but there's nothing like hockey cardio and i, I kind of lost that hockey cardio for a bit i'm kind of i'm kind of mad at myself because i did so much progress i was skating what for four months straight getting ready for the season and then three weeks boom like that it just what are you doing? two times or three times a week well, yeah, I was, I was skating even four times a week. So you, you got to think, going four times a week to zero, it's, my body was shaking because it's like uh, it's 2 o'clock. I'm supposed to be skating somewhere right now. Balls of not having hockey. Yeah, it's, and I'm, I'm just scared. I, I'm just scared that they're going to cancel my season because if I'm seeing Division One teams canceling their season, I, wouldn't, I can't imagine a, a minor league pro league would would wouldn't do the same but i'm staying optimistic i'm I'm ready as if it's going to start they said it's going to start so i'm just praying and hoping that it all works out and they have a plan in place to be safe and cautious man especially especially during the holidays i think it's super important exactly safe i mean you're seeing your older relatives and um you just don't want to have that potential to pass it on just if you're asymptomatic or whatever so. i'm definitely gonna get tested before i go to visit anybody like i was supposed to go to canada for this thanksgiving to go visit my family and um yeah i'm gonna get a covid test uh two weeks prior so in the next few days i'm gonna get a test and then uh, yeah basically get checked out and just be safe about it and uh so when i go to canada there's no no concerns. I know I'll, I'll be quarantine mandatory for 14 days, but I'll only be there for three or four days. So I just want to give my extra um, preparation for my, not preparation, I should say my, just give reassurance that I don't want COVID. You're, don't want good. COVID. you're not, you don't have it. Like you, you're clean. All right. Now, uh, now buddy, I think uh, that I'm good. I think it's time to kick it over to our guests this week. All right, everybody. Now in the booth, we have the feathered and lethal-haired, the beauty, the hardest-working kid on the Franklin Pierce men's ice hockey team, in addition to Ian Wallace. Well, everybody, welcome Alex O'Dowd to the pod. Welcome, buddy. Good to have you. Hey, thanks for having me, boys. Nice to see you. Bench press enthusiast. That was good, no? That was good. I love that. I love that. Sam, see, that is a proper introduction. That's how you fucking do an intro to a friend. Oh, okay. All right, I'll take notes. Alex, what do you think? Excellent. All right. Excellent. He probably has nothing to compare it to because he probably doesn't listen to this crap of a a podcast. 
Oh, D, you've been listening or what? Or you can be honest with us if you haven't. It's cool. We still like you. I could have been listening more, but I've probably listened more than others say. I'll just claim. Ooh, okay. That is a very political way to say he has not been listening to the podcast. But we like. I, I was a big fan. I listened to the whole first one, like all the way through. It was nice to like get some flashbacks back to like when we were playing hockey still. Yeah, yeah that was that was cool. Hockey's that was fun. Crazy experience. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, let's let's just jump right into it, OD. I know you got some stuff going on later, and you got an early morning lift, so we'll get we'll moment. Oh my quick. god, that's still going on. No, it is. Javi, so we have our last couple lifts with him, and then we're we're getting a new uh, coach for the spring. Javi's out. No, he's just he's like taking on more of an administrative role, like from us or whatever. So we're getting uh, Logan oh, good for him. Over from the boys. Logan's taking over. Wow. Okay. All right. Ooh, good for good for Javi, man. He was uh, he was a GA like me. He was he was a sick strength and conditioning coach. He was awesome. Yeah, we love it. We're, we're like they did it pretty well this year with like trying to adjust. Like he mm-hmm. was bringing energy, just like these workouts that nobody wanted. To, like that's yeah. it was tough to want to be there when you know you weren't skating or anything. It was like mm-hmm. a good job bringing energy to that. That's cool. All right, brother. Well, hey, let's let's throw it back a couple of years before before you actually made your way out to the middle of nowhere, New Hampshire, there in Ringe. Talk yeah. about your, your experience with the generals, how you kind of developed as a player and how the program was and what your best memory was of that program and everything. So, I mean, I'm, I'm like really close with that organization. Like even still, like I know a lot of the guys that like work there and all that. Um, I played three years there and then, like my first and my third year were like strictly with the NA three guys, and then my my second year I was I was like bouncing around a little bit with the NAL team, like had no business being there. But regardless, I you know a couple still of shows up on the lead prospects. Yeah, I know only a minus two on that team. It's like not that bad. It's not that bad. That's the NAL. That's that's one of the better leagues too for juniors. So that's impressive, buddy. All right, continue. Yeah, you know my claim to fame, but I don't know. I loved it there. Like. Um, in high school, I didn't play a ton. Like, I just had a coach that didn't really like the way that I played, which was wild for high school hockey. But um, it's totally fine. Super over it. Um, got there, and, like, I knew the coach going into it. And, um, like, we – like, my first year there was, the, like, the program's first year. Like Yeah, the inaugural season, right? Yeah, we really had to, like, build it from the ground up. And we kind of stunk our first year. Mm-hmm. And then just every year since then, they've gotten better. Last year, they were the best team in that league. They had a couple guys commit to, like, good D3 schools, a couple guys that are on the NAL team there now. Um, but they run, like, a clean ship over there. Like, they have, like, a nice gym in the rink. I actually interned there this summer. It was sick. But um, I don't know. They they just do it all right, like, over there. I had, like, you know, it was just a really good time. Yeah, I had a couple buddies that played for the NAL team, uh, Kohei Sato and Devin Pierce. Kohei, like, lives with my uncle sometimes, like, over the summer. Really? Yeah, they're, like, best friends. Wow. Yeah, he, he, oh, I know he loves other. them. He, he he loves it back down there. He, he, was, he always gave me stories about, like, how he just loved it down there. Yeah, no, he comes in, like, he, he'll work out there over the summer. Like, I was working out with him all summer, and he was just, like, uh, he just he loves it down there. Like, his billet brother's down there. Like, he just loves it. Pierce, too, when he was here, like, kid was just yeah. – nicest guy anybody's ever seen. oh i know he's literally the nicest person i've ever met yeah <laughs> yeah i don't th- i don't think he's ever said a bad word in t- his whole life it's crazy. I don't, i've never heard him swear what's it wait wait wait. what's his name devin, devin pierce. pierce no the other one sato koi sato okay. oh okay i knew a guy named taiki sato that played hockey for me with me at uh, prep school he's from japan yeah yeah okay he played for the japan national team he's probably gonna play for the olympic team to make it to the olympics Fastest skater I've ever seen in my entire life. It was unbelievable. Is Including that a- Connor McDavid. He is faster than Connor McDavid. Okay, that's pushing it. No, uh, I, I saw doubt. I'm not like going to be a judge here, but he's he is the fastest skater I've ever seen on the ice. So boom. <laughs> he's on like I we we were we were doing a drill one time. Like I was when I was on the NA3 team. Like I was just skating up with the Nall guys, and we were doing like a drill. You had to block a shot and then go up on a two on one and like. I was going with Co, and I the shot like nailed me like right on the inside of my knee, and I went down like a sack of bricks. And Co is just like buzzing up the wall, and I'm just like I like dumped the puck down the ice. And I was just screaming at him to get it because I was like down for the count and like 
he's going to be five strides ahead of me as it is. And I'm just like, I can't even feel my left leg. I'm just like hopping around on the ice. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Goes down. Just, That's you know, awesome. So, so from a development standpoint, how, how was it? Did, were you guys doing a lot of skill work or it, was it just kind of like team practices? Um, we, it was different, like kind of all three years. They, they had a couple of different guys come in just as they kind of like figured out what they were doing. Cause that first year was just the NA3. And then my second year, they brought the null team in too. And, um, just had some like personnel row. We did a lot of a lot of team stuff. You play a ton of games in that league, a couple of showcases. Um, but like we definitely had some skill work. And then the levels came in halfway through my second year, and they're like Boston Advantage level hockey are like some of the best like skill, you know, development, whatever in New England. I think like just anywhere really. I've I've gone to them the last couple summers and they've just been like unbelievable improvement, just like from you know, I haven't never like I've never been a skill guy necessarily, um, but like that's something I've gone there and got just gotten like way better Practice. at. Just from, like, yeah, going to there. Like I've I've always you know done the like playing like a million games over the summer stuff like that. You just like love to play the game like the tournaments or whatever. But like when they brought those guys in, it kind of like the big development model kind of came in. Like we focused more on skills, and you know it was just a different like set of eyes to come in and change stuff up. And it was it was awesome. Like every coach I had there, I really enjoy we had another guy who was he was an assistant coach at Wentworth at the time Ryan McGrath he coaches in the EHL now he's he like came in and like changed everything up with the NA3 guys that year and it was just like unbelievable just like the different perspective he bought and like having a couple different guys like that while we were there just like me personally if you're a guy who bought in like you just got way better out of it like the guys who bought in like well, I think that affiliation with like the two, the NA three team and the and the Null team being so close and like it's basically the same organization, so you can get twice the ice time pretty much, and that's like really nice that you got to do that. Yeah, it was it was nice having like in the the locker room at the Sports Village. You you walk in and they go to the left of the NA three room and the right is to the NA room, but they have like a, there's a shared players lounge, like the shared bathroom and the training room, coaches nice. office. Like it's all like kind of combo in there so you like you see all the guys they practice i don't know i don't know if they still do this but they were practicing like back to back like one team would lift while the other one was skating and then they'd flip flop oh, okay. um so you like you see the guys in there you go on a chipotle afterwards together like like it's it's pretty cool like you know getting to know these guys like i was coming out of like a d3 public school and like i was going to chipotle with the kid who is playing an army like just yeah you know, it's cool to like like have, cool those have relationships. that have that type of involvement especially when you're when you're on like I wouldn't say the, well, the lower team, and then you see all these guys who are who are on the on the top team, and you're you're kind of learning. It's extra them. motivation. Exactly, because you, you're with them all the time, and they're probably challenging you to be better, and you're you're challenging them, and it's just it's a great circle to have, especially when you're when you're as close as you are in juniors. I I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah, you like you see the work that like what the D one guys are like putting in. You're like. Oh man, I'm not doing like half that shit. Like I gotta, gotta step it up. We would mm-hmm. every year, like right after training camp, we'd play a game like NA versus the NA three, and we would just get spanked like every year. But it was like, all right, like this is like that's what we have to be if we want to be like you know dominate you the NA three if we want to call it up. Yeah, that's what you got to do to get to the next level. Absolutely. All right, now we can move on past your juniors. I mean, you you seem to have loved it. And is there any any memories you want to share? Anything that uh, kind of sticks out in your mind before uh, we move on? Um, I don't know. There was just like so much, like so many kids that I like, even kids I played like youth hockey or um, summer hockey with in high school that were there. Uh, a couple of buddies that just like went to different schools and just like were out of their mind. Just like have some of them. I have a buddy um, who there was one time, I don't even know why this like jumps out in my brain. We were like getting ready for a lift. Like our first year, we had lost like 20 games in a row. Like we stunk bad. And he was just like trying to get us all hyped up for to go into this lift. And the, our first year, the strength coach was like, he wasn't necessarily a hockey guy. He was a really good guy, but he was like a bodybuilder. And the kid just like drank a bottle of like the Bauer fog spray, just like chugged it in front of us. Like it was a fireball shot. Like it was absurd. And then we just like went and like, he's like, let's go. Let's, like pounded it and just like, I don't know. It was just blew my mind to see somebody do that. And like, he was fine. Like he was, he was just fine. Like, Kids out of his. Oh my god! That's the that's the new C four for hockey. Players. Yeah, I just drink a seven hour energy <laughs> in like two minutes. That's awesome. Absurdity, absurdity. That's unbelievable. All right, well, let's move past uh, juniors here. You've been in college now for two years. You're a sophomore, at Franklin Pierce, right? Junior, junior, junior. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. 
I've, Bro, I've, well, I've been out of years for too long. Sorry. I mean, T's living in the past. He, he's still not over it I'm not, in March. I, I'm Put not the old T back. But uh, <laughs> you've been in college. T changed, man. T changed. For three years now. And um, what was the hardest thing for you adjusting to college hockey? Because it's it's a huge leap from juniors. What do, what do you think? What is in your opinion? Um, it's it's so much different of a game than especially like, I mean, the NA3, like they're there's a my age year there was like 48 teams so like there's parts of it where it's watered down and like coming here everybody is always good but the game is like it was a little bit different where like even when you're skating with the null guys like there was a little bit more maybe like speed or finesse or whatever but here you have to play the game like everything you have to do has to be good and has to be strong it has to be like you have to be smart with it and that was something that like i came in like you know as a guy from like a maybe not as great a league or whatever. And I just like, you know, was trying to like earn my spot to kind of figure out what my, what my role was. And it was like, you know, I was losing puck battles left and right. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I just don't get it. And it just took, you know, it just takes like lots and lots of reps to like, I was playing in the NA three for three years. Like you get used to a certain kind of hockey you get here and it's like, it's harder. And it's like, there's a reason why not everybody like gets here. So it was, it was cool to like, it's cool to be here and like be a part of it and like get to see myself kind of grow and adjust to the, to the different kinds of hockey. Cause it's different. It's, it's hard. It's hard as fuck. So. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, man. It's, it's a total different animal moving from juniors to college. Cause like you, like you were mentioning, you're playing 45, 50 games in juniors. And then you come to, to college, you have 27 games total. Like you have to be perfect for those 27 games. And that's and all if you have, have a bad game, you're waiting a week or two before you have a, a chance to get a good game in. Yep. So it's just so tough. Yeah. Yeah. You just like, you have to stay with it and like, you Literally. take it down on yourself. Like, like, you know, if you have a shitty game or like you're sucking at practice all week, like you got to like, all right, like just, you got to get out of that funk and like, you know, just try and figure it out. Like just keep plugging away at it. It's kind of like probably the biggest thing I've had to take away from this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I can say firsthand, like the four years in college just flies by. I mean, you're probably sitting in the same boat, like, shit, I'm a junior. Like, I have one year left of this. And, and you're in a different scenario, too. Like, you got the whole COVID thing, and it's it's probably even more different now than it was when I was there. And it's probably going by even faster because you don't really have much. Like, you have your lifts, you have your practices. But other well, there's than nothing that, to look forward to. I just think it's, it's – There's just a lot of uncertainty surrounding if you guys are going to play games or not. Yeah, I mean, we, so we still have – as of right now, we have – 15 game schedules starting for the end of January, which is like, we're all pumped about that. Like we're really hoping yeah. like, all that's going to work out, but it's, it's been like super different, even just like getting to hang out. Like it's hard to hang out with everyone. Like, you know, just all the boys, because like we have all these limits on, you know, rooms and it's like, who can be where, like, yeah. Yeah. Why they, like meet all the boys and like everyone who's new coming in, like we just lost the biggest senior class, but um, it's okay. just so it is different stuff. Like it kind of goes by fast. We have like a week left on campus before we go home for Thanksgiving. We'll come back up and skate for a couple of weeks uh, before Christmas. But like everybody else goes home in like nine days or something like that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. crazy, man. I, I could only imagine being there right now. Yeah, it's definitely a little <laughs> bit of a madhouse. All right, let's take it back a little bit in college. Talk to us about your first ever college hockey game, and were you nervous? And how do you think you played? And who would you play against? So we played uh, Fitchburg in like the the championship of whatever tournament that was. Oh, we got absolutely smacked. Was it the codfish? Fucking spanked. We lost nine to one. Was it the codfish bowl? No, it was not the codfish. The Becker tournament. Becker tournament. Oh, okay. The one that we won this this year. The one that we won this year. Yeah. Fuck those kids from Pittsburgh. I don't know if they're from Pittsburgh. They were from Wilkes-Barre's Cran. Gosh, T, you're like, you're off today. Pittsburgh, same fucking thing, dude. No. It's the goddamn same state. Shut up. No, it's Biden is Scran, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh is is Ben Roethlisberger. You're right. Sorry. There you go. All right, continue. Sorry, go ahead. Um, Talk to us. Talk us through that game, OD. uh, I mean, it was like a good amount into the season. I was like just pumped up to get, you know, get a shot, get in the lineup. I thought I played pretty well. Uh, I just got out there, like tried to skate fast, and, like lay the body a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. We got we got you spanked. Just asked him to describe a nine-one loss. What do you want I mean, him to say? No, hey, I had a, I had a good time. I was glad to be there. It sucked that we lost. Um, 
They were a sick team though. They were really fucking good that year. Well, yeah, they then they I think they won they won the championship that year for the Mascac. I wouldn't no, the year before. Oh, okay, the but they were they had some sick players. They had Dina Cola that was nasty, and they also had um, their goalie was disgusting. Whoever that was, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting. There was a guy from Swiss, uh, Ziggy. This guy yeah, was Ziggy. disgusting. Had forty. Yeah. He had I think he had like. 60 points in two years in college and then called it quits and went to go play in Swiss for, for pro. That's unbelievable. I was like, must be nice. The, uh, the kid who drank the Bauer Frog spray I was talking about mm-hmm. uh, scored three goals on us in that game. Uh, <laughs> it's from us. Of course he did. Damn it's because it. of yeah. that workout. Because that fucking yeah. bottle of Bauer. Yeah. It's coming back. He drinks it before every game now. <laughs> it's a free game drink. <clears throat> now, yeah. with, with that being said, I mean – uh, what was it like, kind of fighting your way into that lineup? Because, like, like we, like we mentioned, it's not easy playing college hockey, and it's it's a battle. Like, you you have thirty guys, and you there only twenty can dress. So, what's it like battling? What do you? How do you feel like during the week? Before he that- answers that question, I got to point out this amazing stat: every game that Alex O'Dowd played, I scored a goal. I'm not a huge uh, math guy, but if he if plays Patrick's every game, I score a goal every game. So I, yeah, numbers don't lie. What a man, coach. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it was like again, my adjustment was huge. Um, I don't know if I was technically like you know necessarily a walk on or a group, but like me and my roommate freshman year, Sandy, we were like we were both told, um, like yeah, like we want you to come to campus, but like no guarantees on like a, even a roster spot. And we're like, Oh fuck. Like, all right. Like got to double down, like balls to the wall here. And like, we both did, we both like, you know, fought our way even onto the roster freshman year, yep. um, which was sick in itself. Cause like really having no expectation. Um, and then like just getting into the games, like it was just being like, I had to adjust over and over and over again. Like it was every week just trying to figure out, okay, what can I do better? You know, talking to the captains, talking to the coaches, like, like getting feedback because I know like I know I'm not putting up 40 points this year like I just needed to get myself to adjust to the point where I could get in the lineup and like do something positive Either every game. first game you played last year you scored so yeah I know I know through I, I was like I'm like who's this guy he's scoring goals first game not a big deal I was our uh, leader in points for the preseason two games I was leading points <laughs> I kept track I kept track that's awesome love that yeah, that's awesome, man. So now let's let's kind of transition uh, away from uh, hockey for a quick second. Uh, up at Franklin Pierce, we're kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like, how do you get involved with school outside of the whole like atmosphere of hockey? And have you really have you gotten any of the guys to buy into the same things that you're doing? Are you doing like stuff out like like the sack and like getting involved? Like, what are you doing? So I'm not in sack. I think Gags. Um, he's our captain this year for whoever doesn't know. Um, he's in sack. I don't know who else is in sack. Um, but I'm a huge, like get involved guy. That's kind of just like something that I like to do. Like I've always liked he's to like, he's the biggest speed. team guy. Isn't I'm, he the yeah. hand sanitizer guy on campus? Yeah, I am. the hand. How'd you know that? I'm, I, I I'm keeping, uh, keeping tags on you, man. Yeah. I'm the hand sanitizer guy on campus. Not a big deal. Uh, sick flex for a pandemic, but, um, <laughs> Uh, I'm a huge like I play intramural volleyball. I'm terrible at it. Um, me, there is me, Carmen, Stanny, a couple of the boys play. We had three teams playing this year, like just from like our actual like hockey team playing intramural volleyball. Uh, kickball boys go nuts for it. Like we just love to like have fun. So we've seen there's more guys like doing that shit this year, just to like you know get involved and like kind of mesh together a little bit because we haven't been able to do like we didn't get captains practices this year. We didn't get mm-hmm. to like we were only lifting half as much and they were in smaller groups. So like we were trying to find different ways where we could get together and bond. So we were like, we were all kind of hopping on intramurals. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I work a couple of jobs on campus. Like I'll give tours. I gave five tours today to recruits. Wow. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah, not a big deal. Not a big deal. Um, but I'll give tours. I'm an orientation leader. Like I just do all the, like the loud, annoying, just like yelling around campus school spirit stuff. You better like, be getting more ice time for those, uh, those tours on campus. They ain't cheap. Yeah, I know. I know. I was walking around today. I coach calling me up, telling me, you know, go left, go right. So 
<laughs> making the big bucks, making the difference here. So that's awesome, man. Well, I mean, especially in a place like like uh, Ringe, New Hampshire. I mean, I think it's super crucial for anybody who kind of goes to a school who is out in the middle of nowhere. I think it's important to get involved and and meet new people and and just stay active in the in the school's community. The and, the, and you're going to get more out of it when you're there. How do you feel about that? How 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 are you enjoying your college experience outside of hockey? What's the number one selling point? Number one selling point? I mean, I would recommend just about everybody to come here. Like, I did not want to go to a big school. I feel like I'm giving another tour here. Um, but so, like, I was all about small school because I just didn't want to get lost in the shuffle. But, um, like, it's a super, like, kind of community-based here. Like, it's a small campus, almost like it's like a bubble as a campus itself. And then, like, inside of another bubble that is range, like, if you're not like if you don't go to school you've probably never heard of the town um but like you see everybody like very often you just like become close with them because it's not like if i see you every other day i'm not going to be a dick to you because like like what if you could help me out in the future like we're all just like trying to help each other out mm-hmm. here and like the staff and faculty kind of do the same thing all the students like i just know people from like either intramurals or like i'm a writing tutor like i meet like people that are like good at writing that like can help me out write me a recommendation or whatever like just random stuff that like i can help them out they can help me out like i just wouldn't know from like being at a big school and seeing someone like once every three weeks i love that every time i'd walk with t on campus this guy would talk to every person he saw i'm like how do you know these people he's like what do you mean going to school hanging out yeah that's what i do on my tours like well i'll stop and i'll be talking and i'll just be like waving left and right literally there's people walking by like it's it's awesome it's a good feeling it makes you feel like oh like look at all these people they're my friends like i don't know their name they don't know mine but we're cool like chilling they know they don't know you they know of you yeah exactly and it's like yeah it's enough to say hi like might as well yeah exactly and it's it's like i feel like if you don't do that you really don't get anything out of the experience yeah there you go that's true You you don't need to be like best friends with everyone just be be cordial, be nice. Like, just say hello. It's simple. Yeah, and I think that's that's cool here because there's not really anybody. Or I'm sure there's a couple like you know people like just around the school or whatever. But generally, everybody's kind of like in that mindset. Like, oh yeah, sure, yeah. You like you're riding? Like, yeah, hop in, whatever. Um, I don't know. People are cool here. It's nice. Yeah, I agree. All right, buddy. Well, that's awesome. You are literally Mr. Mr. Involved. Honestly, you got your hands in a bunch of different pots. I heard a writing tutor. You're a tour guide. He's wearing a lot of different hats. You're, you're, you're Mr. Hand Sanitizer. You, uh, from what I hear, you jump around in a hand sanitizer costume. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, are you still working in the calf too? Oh, no. I, after I retired after my oh. freshman year. Okay. Are they going to hang your jersey up in there? Dude, I was the best. I was the best worker they had ever seen in there. Like most enthusiastic. Like, even just nobody could flip like buffalo chicken. Like I could. It's just never, oh, never. No one can flip that stuff ever. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, let's just. Uh, who are the people who you, who helped you get to this next level, and ultimate oh, the next level meaning from high school into juniors, and then from juniors into college hockey, and then who like who would you give the credit to? Um, I mean, my parents have been like, obviously like super supportive of me the whole way. Like when I was, I was going to go to college just like right out of high school. Cause I was like, Oh, whatever. Um, and they kind of didn't talk me into juniors, but they're like, you only get one chance to like try, you don't want to regret it, you know, 20 years or whatever. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll give it a go. They kind of helped me out. They let me like live at home while I was playing the juniors. I was only like an hour down the road from the rink. So, um, them for sure. The guy who like ran the whole generals, everything he, like started the program like let me come play for him for you know three years he does all the like commitments and stuff through that he was the one who talked to uh, coach Millerick here for me and like got me in contact with him like so I mean it was really my parents and that guy just like hooking me up big time I think like just about every coach I had at the generals like kind of helped me develop and get here but I mean it was really like those three my mom my dad and him just like help me get out of high school and get out of being on like the fourth line as a senior at my public high school mm-hmm. to like getting to play juniors and then like getting to go to a, like, a place like this. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I couldn't really have lucked out much more than I did in that department. Absolutely. Now um, I heard you were just, you were just saying you were fourth line on your high school team. I mean, what um, <clears throat> say, so you probably earned that junior spot just based off the work ethic that you have. Would you would you give the credit to your work ethic? 
for getting that um, on the junior team or is it more so the gentleman who, who you said helped you? Cause I know your work ethic and it's, it's bar none. Like nobody has a better work ethic than you do. You and Wally are just ridiculous when it comes to work ethic. Thank you, sir. Um, I don't So I thought it was better in high school than like my, my coach did. I played for the, for that guy, Erickson, like over the summers and he kind of let me like do my thing a little bit more. And I was like a significantly like better player over the summer than I was yeah. like playing for my high school mm -hmm. team. So it was kind of just like a weird situation. Um, it's all about having the right coach. I mean, I had the similar uh, thing happen to me when I was uh, playing at uh, Ontario Hockey Academy. I just got the opportunity to play and get a lot of ice time. And like, that's where I excelled the most. I just like, like you said, when you get like a chance to make mistakes, but take chances and just get better. I mean, that's what helps you get, become a bit better player. If you're taking more chances and, doing things you'd rather wouldn't be doing usually, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, like, like I definitely wasn't like amazing. Like it wasn't like I was a league all-star and my coach was suing me. Like he was a good guy. And like our team was good for where we were playing. Like we went to the state championship my junior year, I think like, like we were a good team and I just like didn't necessarily fit the mold, but I was kind of like, as soon as I started to kind of fall in love with hockey in middle school, I was just like, was kind of always busting my bag because I was like I started a little bit late. I was a little bit behind. Like when I fell in love, everybody else was already like, you know, playing at higher levels, and I it just took me a while. So it was like I was always a little bit, you know, kind of behind. So I just I just like I like to work hard, but I like to like I like to work out and I like to get on the ice. So like it's good for me. Like that's like a passion of mine. Like I can do that because if I didn't and I didn't have the work ethic, I don't think I'd be able to like I wouldn't have played juniors. Like that's for sure. I wouldn't have like made it out there. But that guy like. He knew me and he knew he could trust me, like not trust my high school stats or whatever. Like he could, you know, bring me on and not have me be a liability and kind of put me in a couple of roles, like not sewer the team. Like I would just be a decent player and kind of grow from there. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that they, that guys helped you and you got your chance and you're looking to go into this, this interesting COVID season with 15 games and, and do what you can and just, uh, just make the best of what you have. Um, <clears throat> talking of that, um, what is your favorite part about being a Franklin Pierce Raven? Like what, what what's your favorite part about being one? Like wh what do you, what do you, other, other than the buff chick Wednesdays? I'm not a Buffalo guy. Oh, I, I, I'm not a sauce guy. No dressing any of that shit. Not He's bland. Me. He's very plain. I'm so bland. I'm so bland. I just love to be here. I'm happy to be here. Like, mm -hmm. You know, whether, like, we're hanging out with the boys or we're on the ice, uh, we're going on a road trip, or, like, uh, like orientation week is, like, a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, there's just, just about everything here. You can just, like, mess around, have a good time, like, do whatever you want to do. And, I'm, like, I'm glad that I can be in a spot like this. And, like, there's people here, like, that are the way they are. Um, I don't know. I'm just happy to be here. That's awesome, man. Now, one question I like to ask usually <clears throat> during this, uh, during our, but during my segment of asking questions is if you could go back in time and talk to your 18 year old self, what would you tell him? Um, to, to like definitely play juniors. Don't even think like, don't put a deposit down at Salve Regina because you're not going to get that money back. You're not going to go there. <laughs> That's what I would tell. I thought I was like dead set. I'm like, I'm going to Salve Regina and I'm not playing junior hockey. And then mm -hmm. here I am. Thank God. All right. Fucking hundred years Love later. That. Well, yeah. look, you, you're enjoying yourself. I'm super happy to be, man. <laughs> super proud of your work ethic. I've always been, I've always uh, kind of looked up to the fact that you work your ass off nonstop. And it, it uh, when I was there, you made me push and push. Cause I was, I was seeing you fucking bench pressing over there. And I was just, I was I, I like bench pressing, but like during the season, I was kind of slacking off a little bit, and I saw you really pushing it. So I'd, I'd always look at you and be like, "Fuck, I really got to push more than OD today." So I really got to put more weight on this bar. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the goal. Like if we can work hard, everybody's working hard. We're all getting better. So it's nice to see that kind of mindset develop. I feel like we've seen that the last couple of years here. Like mm -hmm. you know, we're getting it rubs more off more. people. Yeah, just like guys like like all right, yeah, buying in, we're buying in. It's it's okay. awesome to see like our program's grown so much the last couple of years. It's it's awesome. Glad to be a part of it. Especially when you wake up at fucking five thirty and you're in the gym already. You're you're in the gym rolling out, stretching, and I'm I'm just walking in straggling. I'm like, I thought I beat him <laughs> this like, time. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's how it goes. That is how it goes. Wally's still getting in there like an and hour then, beforehand. Yeah, I was gonna say then you got like, your hobby just going nuts. Yeah, he's just dancing around like 
God. He's out of his mind. It's awesome. I love him. All right. Well, Good now time. I'm gonna now I'm gonna pass it off to uh, my fellow uh, podcaster. Sam, go ahead and hit All right. the rapid fire. This part, this part of the interview is the rapid fire. You probably saw this uh, last couple episodes. Um, so I'm just going to give you some. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Look yeah, at that. Yeah. Look at that. Always prepared. Anyone see the stretch? He's like, yep. yeah. He's like, oh, okay, let's go. All right. Who was your favorite hockey player while growing up? Patrice Bergeron. Let's go, baby. Why? Quebec native. Let's go. I- He's just like he does everything like really well. Like, he doesn't screw up and he doesn't like turn the puck over. He wins a ton of face offs. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's kind of sick. It's a good oh. guy you want to be. He's on the rail. Strong work ethic like you. All right. Favorite NHL jersey of all time. Uh maybe the Kings uh purple and gold. I've always liked that color scheme. Ooh. I think that's sick. I think it's yeah. so fresh. I agree. I agree with you 100%. The uh, the LA Junior Kings, they used to have those jerseys, and I used to think they were the sickest fucking team in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were also disgusting. The AAA yeah. team they have in the program. The matching gloves. and Oh, man. They, just How, so they had purple sick. gloves, purple helmets, yeah. old jerseys, purple pants with a gold stripe down the side. Dude, oh, they looked so, so professional. It was ridiculous. So much style. Yeah. So much. All right, go ahead. All right, all right, all right. Dream car. Not a car guy, dude. My my 2010 Nissan, Nissan Pathfinder has Nissan. like a soccer ball. My yeah, I can't even talk. Nissan. <laughs> dude, it's got a it's got a soccer ball sized dent in the back bumper for like two and a half years now, and I'm totally happy with that. Oh so. come on, you gotta give me something. Like if you win the lottery, you have to buy a car. What car are you buying? I'm telling you right now, I'm not buying a car if I win the lottery. Zero percent chance. I'll get an inspection sticker. I've had mine expire for <laughs> over a year now. My mom's been on my ass. Oh man, I hope there's no cops looking at this podcast. You're screwed next time you're on the road and ring. That's awesome. Oh man. All right. Um you were talking about Chipotle before. What do you get at Chipotle and what's your go to? All right. Uh I'll get a bowl, always a bowl. You get way more food. Yep. Brown rice, fajitas, no beans, um, either chicken and guac or double chicken, and then the corn. Sometimes lettuce if I'm feeling crazy. That's so it. you're really so you're not going. So you if you get double chicken, you won't get guac. Yeah, that's like an extra five bucks, dude. Oh man! All right, all right, all right. This guy is crazy. like the 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 average consumer that is very. I'm just I'm being smart money. with it. I was going to Chipotle like four days a week over the summer. Like <laughs> it was like two minutes away from the rink where I was where I was doing yeah. that internship. I just grab it and you know went home. And when I was playing it in uh, Texas, the same thing. The rink was right next to the Chipotle, and I think I ate. At least five times a week, I'd eat Chipotle. It was really bad. My mom was like, "Why is it three hundred bucks on your credit card?" I'm like, uh, "I don't know." It's all Chipotle, mom. It's Sorry. literally every. It's just Chipotle. She's like, "I thought those were for emergencies only." I'm like, "Mom, it, you it ever was, tasted it was Chipotle?" A food emergency. You ever, you ever tasted Chipotle, mom? All, all right. right. Last, Last and final one. question, Od. Really dig deep for this one, buddy. Best college hockey memory. Um, I gotta say last year when we were playing assumption, like we were snuck in as the four seed and, um, uh, we think we came back from down two yeah. and then junior, uh, we buried in overtime and it was just like the atmosphere was absolutely insane. Like people just freaking out that at, like, at their rate, dude. It was, that was just the coolest thing. Like, that I think was, we had, we had almost as many fans as they did. Yeah. And they were spitting on us and swearing at us. As we were walking, walking into the locker room, room, they were freaking out. They were throwing shit at us. Like, yeah. oh, it was so bad. Oh Fuck my God. Like, that one guy just started heckling every freaking time. And yeah. oh my gosh. Even the girls were heckling. I was like, you're not even pretty enough to heckle me. Get, a, get off. Yeah. Get, get out, out of my face. Get out of my face. Who are you? Oh, shit. Hey, Alex, man, thanks a lot for uh, for taking the time out of your day. We know you're busy and uh, with all the hats you fucking wear at that school and especially having a 6 a.m. lift. I know it's late there and uh, you need to get to bed early, get rested up so you could be high energy tomorrow morning. But uh, we are we are very grateful for you being here and uh, taking the time. Absolutely. Anytime, boys. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, thanks again. It was a great interview. You're welcome. You're welcome for all the goals too, Sammy. Oh yeah, I mean, I'll send you. I'll send you a check after your NCAA. Uh, you're no longer NCAA, so sounds good. All right.
Now a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of Ice Kings Podcast was brought to you by ETR Outfitters. Go check them out on Instagram. They got some nice gear, some hats, some sweatshirts, some flags, a bunch of stuff you will not want to miss. Go give them some love. Peace.